1: Well, there's nothing to,
0: wrong with being fired up. That's really, those, yeah. That's really what we need now. I mean, we need people to get fired up and not, not fired up to, you know, march in Denver right now. We need you to get fired up to find that person. Maybe you, maybe you're running the hunting lease on a private ranch from a millionaire that needs some place to put some money this year. We need it. You know, yep. maybe. Maybe you're uh, a weekend or, you know, a, a houndsman that works for, you know, you're driving nails the rest of the year and you're guiding. Your outfitter needs to be ponying up. Uh, the, the boss that you work for, the Nails, he needs to be ponying up. There's, there's resources out there that haven't been tapped.
1: And maybe, you know, you just have one of your sweatshirts, a houndsman sweatshirt, and you're free on the week of a commission meeting. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> you, you can show up that way too, you don't have to say anything, um, but just get yourself familiar with the process and show up and be supportive.
0: This is the Houndsman XP Podcast. Good dog, get that bear. Get that bear in here. The original podcast for the complete Houndsman.
1: Look at your coat of golf
0: Justin. hype! welcome to this week's episode of the houndsman xp podcast once again we're bringing you one of the leaders in our community with naomi hirsch naomi works full-time for the sportsman's alliance and she's also heavily involved i mean i don't know what this girl's not involved with colorado predator and trapper and predator hunters association united Houndsmen of colorado she's running down to the Capitol representing houndsmen uh, locally nationally on her social media stuff she's doing a lot of stuff and she's all doing it as you're going to hear pro- maybe when this podcast comes out there'll be a new little future hunter and trapper in this world because uh she's right there on the verge of giving birth to their their first child so making her dad a grandpa which I'm very familiar with so we're going to dive deep and just have this is the motivation behind doing this particular podcast it's it's behind the motivation for doing all our podcasts but you know as you look and you track you see what's going on in our world it seems like everything's bad news and Naomi's got a very unique way of looking at things and being optimistic and finding opportunities to be successful. And I'm as guilty as the rest of you, I'm not going to lie. I, I look at things around me and I just start hanging my head and, and getting discouraged and things like that. So the main reason we did this podcast was for me, so that I'm not getting discouraged. Although on this particular issue with mountain lion hunting in Colorado, I am extremely optimistic. And quite honestly, I'm tired of turning on the Facebooks and seeing the naysayers that that want to be negative and say that we can't win in Colorado. We are going to win in Colorado. I'm 100% positive of that in all my years of dealing with legislative issues and initiatives, and I've never seen a better opportunity for us to be victorious on this issue. It's not to say we can get complacent. There's a lot of work to be done, but if you're one of those people that's like, oh, Colorado's a screwed up state, they're gonna lose it. Well, you don't want that to happen because they're gonna bring the same tactics to your neighborhood. And they're going to come after your freedoms and your hunting rights. And if we can stand up and beat them, not just defeat them, I'm talking about beat them, then they're going to think twice. When when somebody from Missoula comes out of the woodwork and shows up at the Capitol and says, my friend's down in Colorado just outlawed mountain lion hunting, and we think we should do it here in Montana too. All it's going to take is to see how bad they got beat in Colorado, and your commissioners, your legislators, your government, in wherever you're from is going to say, nope, we're not going to put our names on that. That was a disaster. And that's what we're aiming for, that disaster. So make sure that you hang in there and you listen to what Naomi has to say. She's going to dispel some of the, the rumors and some of the misinformation that's been put out about the what's called the april season in colorado and gave you all the facts behind all of that but we're super excited to have naomi on another episode of the houndsman xp podcast this one is a box shaker folks let's get the tailgate down it's time to dump the box so what's going on in your world a lot (laughs) yeah no Uh, doubt (laughs) When's yeah. when's the new arrival due date?
1: Oh, like any day now. No um, way. Yeah, <laughs> it's thirty-seven weeks uh, a few days ago. So, due date's the February eleventh, but um doctor says really anytime. So, <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, hopefully, we can get this podcast completed.
1: I know that's why I was <laughs> saying I was like, well, next week, and then I let you keep talking me back because I'm like, well. The sooner we do it, the the more chance there is we get to finish it. So
0: like how how soon can you be ready? Oh, I can be ready in an instant. A flash is what you (laughs) said. You're like, how about after next Tuesday? I I don't
1: think I said that.
0: Yes, you did. You Um, said I'll be how about (laughs) Tuesday or after next Tuesday?
1: Yeah, I don't think I said I'd be ready in a flash, but yes, you uh, did. On Colorado stuff, on Colorado stuff, I'm ready in a flash. on some other topics around the country i got to do uh some more some more research just to make sure i know what i'm talking about i'll
0: tell you uh, (laughs) some big news i mean and we're going to talk about colorado stuff for sure uh because you've been on the ground out there and working that and uh seeing you in denver but i understand (laughs) you know you spent two days at the capitol and and needed to get home but um um yeah, Indiana is on the move right now. Have you seen all the news for Indiana?
1: I've kept up with a couple of the dogs' bills stuff, but that's yeah, there's um... a,
0: there's a dog bill that's going through that is going to support uh, you know, responsible breeding. Mm-hmm. But it's not going the other way. It's not going and it's not going to you know, some of the other garbage we're seeing about spay and neuter or anything over two dogs in your house and you know yeah reach and permits and all that goofiness
1: yeah exactly so like that one's one of the good ones and um we want to support those as much as we can because they do have good i mean they didn't even need to be amended so amendment isn't the right word but they were written with um sportsmen in mind um so we want to hold up those and support those because it's not like we're against any type of Normal, good care for animals, right? You know, and I think then, one,
0: of, one of the things that Indiana, uh, there's a lot of, the weather sucks and you can't really hunt here anymore. But other than that, <laughs> for an American, Indiana is a great place to live because it's, uh, we've just been, we've had conservative House and Senate for,
1: yeah,
0: my gosh, it's been I can't remember the last time we had a, a Democrat majority here, and we haven't had a Democrat governor in probably 15 or 16 years. And Yeah, I really, think you, you guys really have a
1: good, like, credit card one coming up, too, the, the credit card <laughs> yeah. privacy stuff, and um, you're doing a lot of good stuff. Wisconsin's doing a couple of those. Um, yeah, so there's some good stuff that we need to make sure and support around the country as well. South Dakota Everyone freaked out because they had an HOA um, bill, go, th- or they're trying to get the HOA bill through saying that HOAs cannot prohibit in any way um, people's firearm or ammunition stuff. So that one's another one we want to support. Yeah. Um,
0: Just to lay it out a little bit, I mean, if you guys haven't been paying attention, some of these states want to pass laws that uh, give credit card companies the opportunity to monitor your online purchases and your purchase and different things. And if you're, you're spending your money on firearms or ammunition or things like that, then what's the fallout from that in some of these other States, Naomi?
1: Um, well, they'll say nothing, you know, they'll say, Oh, it's just for, um, you know, no purpose at all. Really. It's just, we, yeah, we won't, we won't put you on a list. Right. Um, well, it right. gives them, it gives them the ability to put people on a list. Yeah. Um, if they're not being like forward about it, um, upfront about it when they write it, it still gives that ability. So right. some, some states around the country are trying to get ahead of that, uh, like in Indiana and saying that this will not be allowed to happen in the future. So, right. um, right. that's pretty cool. Uh, some states like, of course, California and New York already have passed last year, Um, some credit card tracking so they're actually available to look at your statements and stuff like that and see where you're spending your money so um it's good to be proactive um with some of these states that are trying to block things like that
0: right yeah it's um it's when i was in denver last week you know i was getting ready to i don't know i was leaving leaving the isc show or something and somebody said where are you going and i said i'm going back to america you know, going back to Indiana. Yeah. <laughs>
1: so yeah, I spent two days in Denver at the commission meeting, and then the ISC show was like right after and during for one day. And I that was enough Denver for me. I was <laughs> at the commission meeting and then I, I called it quits there. I was like, too much stress, I'm out. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the crazy thing about you know what we're gonna talk about the ballot initiatives in Colorado. Obviously, you've been been there you live in Colorado lifelong native we'll get to that but you know the crazy thing the other news from Indiana is Senate Bill 241 was just introduced and read and scheduled to go to the Senate floor and that is going to create a bobcat season for the state of Indiana so oh. talk about a dichotomy we're fighting to save bobcat hunting in Colorado and Indiana is trying to figure out, we've been trying to figure out a way to manage the, the population because uh we just haven't had that opportunity. And it's really a pretty cool bill. Uh Scott Baldwin is a Republican senator and he introduced a bill and it's real simple language. I wish all legislators, if, if we're gonna if we're gonna allow legislators to jump into wildlife management, this is the way to do it. It just simply stated that the the DNR shall create a season and all the rules that go with it by July of 2025. That's all it says. It's mm-hmm. just mandating the DNR to create the season. And that way the legislators who don't know what they're doing can ensure that, that the DNR that does know what they're doing is yeah. going to implement a season. And mm-hmm. when the, when the anti hunters come out and try to say, Oh, well, you shouldn't have a season. The DNR doesn't have to sit back and say, Oh, well, we, we understand your position. and they're just, They can just say, Oh, I'm sorry, but we've been, we've got legislative authority and we've been mandated mandated by legislation to do this.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's really interesting. So they're giving the DNR power to do that. And that's, um, yeah you're right a lot of times we get confused I think as hunters and sportsmen when we see a pro hunting we'll call it bills show up in the legislature but we don't really know what to do with it because we don't really want our legislators making wildlife decisions we would rather see that in the biologist hands yeah so that's really cool that they're that they're doing that
0: yeah Indiana a few years ago we went through a similar deal with our deer season where they wanted to implement we, we could never hunt with uh center fire rifles in Indiana up until uh guesstimation here. I was still working at the time. Oh, uh, I'm gonna say it was pro it was less than ten years ago. And um the legislature took it upon themselves to get very detailed in writing that law. And and what happened was <laughs> you could shoot a deer legal caliber to shoot a deer was like with a 300 wind mag but you couldn't shoot a 270 well,
1: that makes
0: sense <laughs> none it didn't make any and so here I am out here working and you've got these guys standing around in a group and you know you got a guy with a 308 you got a 300 wind mag you got a seven millimeter mag you got a guy with a 243 oh but here's this guy with a 270. <laughs> oh my gosh, you know, let me see your hands, buddy. You know.
1: I mean, technically, yeah. <laughs> that's the yeah, Crime that's of the crazy, century yeah. right
0: there. You know, I just I told all the guys, it's like, don't write those tickets. I don't want to see yeah. them. I mean, if somebody's killing a deer illegally or they shoot somebody or they shoot mm-hmm. up property or do something stupid, then yeah, I mean, go ahead and write it. But but just as part of your routine daily check, man, don't be right. Yeah. That.
1: And not, not to jump too far ahead of us, but this was kind of going to be my whole theme for today. And kind of what I wanted to talk to you a little bit about too, is that us as sportsmen, when we go and get engaged, that all we're doing right now is educating a lot of people that don't know what they're talking about. And unfortunately, that's very true on like the commissions, like the Colorado Commission. Um, They, when let's us break, homesmen show up,
0: let's break We're that educating. down.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah Naomi. So, it. <laughs> yeah. Last week. I'm glad you queued me up for that. Last week we, um, uh, the Colorado commission discussed the mountain lion season and they took part of it away. So brace that down and tell us what actually happened there. The Houndsman XP podcast is fueled by joy dog food. Joy Dog Food has a rich tradition of supporting the Houndsmen of America. Founded in 1945, Joy is proud of its history and the relationship it has built with the American Houndsmen. And in 76 years, there's never been a recall. Made with 100% American-made, high-quality ingredients, Joy Dog Food has one of the highest calorie-dense formulas on the market.
1: Yeah. So that one was kind of sticking us between a rock and a hard place, admittedly, because uh, one side of it, um, as a houndsman, you're looking at it through an opportunity lens. So you want as much opportunity as possible. Right. And because we know opportunity to hunt, opportunity to hunt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or opportunity to just get your dogs out. Uh, right. Not necessarily even uh harvest a cat or kill a cat. So You're looking at it from that view, but then we're also looking at it in a view that we wanna be aligned with our state biologists. We wanna be able to practice what we preach and say that we are behind science-based wildlife management. So what happened in Colorado about 10 years ago, they introduced the April lion season. The April lion season was meant to be a floater for areas of the state that were not meeting their harvest quota, then that April season would open up um, in efforts to help them meet that quota. Well, how our license structure is in Colorado, our license season dates also break up between March and April. So your fishing license is good till March 31st, you get a new one April 1st. To keep that consistent, April lion season was good for the next year. So you bought an April lion tag. It was good for until March 31st. So you hunted all winter on that same tag. Well, okay, as a lion let me, hunter.
0: Let me jump in and ask a question. <laughs> Just make sure I understand. So if I'm going to, your lion season, your lion license or your, you know, whatever that is, I think Colorado, yeah. <laughs> is good from April 1st of 2024. And it will expire March 31st of 2025. Yeah. The way it yep. has traditionally been. So yep. what that means is you've got the month of April, then you've got all those summer months and then the season comes back in, in late November, early December next year, and you hunt until March 31st.
1: The Same license. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Um, and that's important because you have to have an active tag in your license to or in your possession to pursue. So um, say I took a lion in April, I can no longer set out on a track by myself unless someone else in my party has a lion tag. If I use mine, I can't hunt the entire winter. So, right. um, So what ended up happening is after 10 years, uh, CPW just looked at this, um, and said, well, last year we killed two lions in April. The year before that, we only killed four. There's a lot of administrative work and it's not really accomplishing what we set out for our management goals, why we put the April season there in the first place. Um, and logically <laughs> that's I mean, it's a very logical argument. They're looking Mm -hmm. at their management goals and April did not help them accomplish their management goals. Um, And from an opportunist or a hunting standpoint, well, that really sucked for us because like my dad said, he's like, well, if I would have known that it was going to be taken away, maybe I would have harvested a cat or two in April, you know? Right. And this is where I'd come in to say, we could have done a lot better job as houndsmen 10 years ago when that was put into place. We needed to be at the table in that commission meeting where they were introducing the April lion season. And in that, we may have been able to explain, hey, you're not gonna kill a lot of lions in April because of this. And it might've been more of a conversation. So there's really no use in getting mad now use in getting upset now especially when we really want to be in line with our science scientific model of management we're here to back our biologists um the good thing is looking forward we were in that conversation now so next time a conversation comes up that they're changing a management plan um in fact an eastern slope management plan was in discussion and we're going to be part of that conversation so i'm really trying to spin this in a well we weren't there to educate people that don't hound hunt and we need to fix that mm-hmm. and we have an opportunity to do that and be there for oh, yeah. things like change so um that but- was kind of the quick quick version of it we
0: can go we can backtrack yeah there's a couple things that i that come to mind when you talk about this the first question i've got to ask you know for one thing that is a very confusing concept because i think in your average person's mind and i believe it exists like in montana and some other places that have lion hunting you know, once season comes in, it doesn't go out until April thirtieth or whatever the date is, April fifteenth or whatever that date is in April. So the thought that we're looking at two different seasons on two different tags and and a lot of that stuff is is a little bit confusing if you're not from Colorado, if you if you're not used to that, if you're not if you haven't grown up in that culture so to speak, if you haven't been dealing with it. It's a little bit confusing. The other yeah. thing is the timing was on a. Uh, it's a hard sell to convince people that that we need to be on the side of our biologists and things like that when you've got all the other stuff going on with mountain lions in Colorado. It looks like that CPW has already taken steps to to get us ready for a, a total shutdown on the lion season and yeah you know, so so it's it, the optics are bad
1: they are, and especially after that wolf deal um And that's where I would say just being in the backgrounds and being there at the commission is where you get a lot of information from the source that is allowing me to kind of speak from a different perspective. Because if you were there, um, you would have heard our state carnivore uh, program manager speak very highly of Mm houndsmen. And he told me in a private conversation, um, he's like, I will die. I will die on the hound hill, meaning he yeah. is so headstrong in keeping hound management in Colorado that that's, that's his thing. So when you're seeing- Hunting your with hounds homes, is part of the
0: management plan. He says we need to keep exactly. it here. Gotcha. And yeah.
1: And he, and I actually got approached by a commissioner and the commissioner told me like, wow, you, you guys are really um, being held up as houndsmen. And he said it kind of sassy, you know, and I just looked at yeah. him and I'm like, I told him and my words were yes, and we're not taking it lightly. <laughs> so like, we we know what we're doing. We know um, how important hound hunting is. And all you got to do is compare it to some different states that don't have the ability to be selective with their hounds anymore. Um, he talked about research and all that stuff. So I guess for me and the people who have listened to that and have gone to these commission meetings, they have a hard time saying that CPW is completely against us and they're doing all this stuff and kind of conspiracy theory. (laughs) Um, Turning that into a verb. Um,
0: (laughs) When we were actually (laughs)
1: there and we actually got to talk to Mark Vieira himself and got to hear it from the horse's mouth and actually have a voice in the conversation. So, um, yeah, they ran with it. A lot of media outlets ran with it um who who weren't present mm-hmm. so it's it's not great, I mean yeah i I miss my April season a lot. <laughs> it was an awesome right. time to run um but
0: I think I also, some of it I think some ahead. of it though, is just a deal where it's like, okay, so was it having a negative impact? on the resource for us to be out there running our hounds is it is there some kind yeah. of negative impact and if there's not then it just feels like more government overreach to tell us that we can't do something that has it, it may not have a positive impact but show me a negative impact if it doesn't have a negative impact then why are we restricting it
1: Exactly and that's why we need to be present in those conversations So like to an administrative person in Denver who has to deal with this April lion season, it does have a negative impact on that administrative side. And if we're not there to tell people the benefit of keeping that around, they're not going to, like I said, it's a logical argument from their standpoint. So that's why we need to keep involved in these conversations. Um, We were a little late on this one. stuff.
0: Government and logic
1: are yeah. usually not
0: <laughs> synonymous for one another, Naomi. That's the, no, I they're th- usually
1: not. <laughs> and I'll give you that. But we need to actually do our job as houndsmen and continue to be there and educate on the because your houndsmen they don't give a or your your commissioner your commissioner sits standing there right. who says I am in favor of science based management. They don't give a crap about our opportunity. They might in other states, but if you look at Washington and Colorado, and if you think your commissioners, your game and fish commissioner, want you to have all the opportunity you can as a houndsman, that's a tough sell for me. I'm sorry. I don't think they're thinking about me that way. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, So we need to voice our strong points um, and running with dogs and how that can be a very beneficial science-based management, research, um, human wildlife mitigation, conflict mitigation, all that stuff, and get them to see how us as houndsmen are your science-based management. Um, Because they don't, unfortunately, maybe in Indiana, your your uh, game and fish commissioner there America. is actually really thinking about your opportunity and your enjoyment of the outdoors here in Colorado that's just not true <laughs> <laughs> um we need to play bigger than that <laughs> um, actually you know it,
0: it's um it's one of those things that that we've got a lot of different reasons for needing a bobcat season in Indiana that that aren't uh relative to and they're not subjected to the, the political games that are going on in Colorado. You know, it's just, it's like comparing apples to oranges, yeah. um, we've got agriculture concerns. We've got, uh, a Bobcat population that's impacting other wildlife species here. Um, I mean, the, the list goes on of solid reasons and you would think, and again, you're expecting government bureaucrats and i'm not saying biologists i'm saying the people that sit at the top of these organizations that are appointed Mm -hmm. by their political bosses who want to get elected next time uh the bureaucrats are are um you're expecting them to to use logic and we know that that's not going to work but um you would think that that in the wake of what's going on in colorado right now they would look at a state like Indiana that's showing an explosion of predators. You can look at the mountain line distribution maps and see Mm -hmm. how far East they're pushing now. Um, and, And the reason they're doing that is because the population is healthy and not only surviving, but it's thriving in the Rocky mountains. And those, those populations are expanding, looking for new territory. It's just a natural part of it. And I think that's our job as hunting community we've done a poor job of educating people that don't understand wildlife management because we're busy hunting we're i i don't want it's like youtube okay so (laughs) shane shane is always on me he's like man you need to you need to uh videotape your hunts on youtube it's like i'm not hunting if i'm if i'm videotaping you know it's it's not the same when i've got to go through the process and and politics and all this other stuff is the same thing the commission meeting happens in lion season the ISe show it it happens in lion season and guys are expect want to be out there hunting they don't want to do this
1: no but um you know at some point you have to it's a couple days and to show up there and that's another one of my arguments um that are being really hard on uh the cpw staff right now in, in regards to the mountain lion thing um there's a lot of things wrong that happened ask me it's trickling down from the top from the top top from governor polis uh but that gets a little you know conspiracy theory there if you want to say that too but
0: I don't a think that's people, conspiracy <laughs> theory at all. I, mean, I don't think it is at this point. No, nah, he's but, got but there's plenty funny. of documentation
1: yeah. to show
0: that he's got an agenda with the animal rights movement through exactly. his husband and, and you know, just, you can, those, those tracks are easy to follow.
1: Yeah, and so it, a lot of people um, writing the articles or reading the articles and getting all amped up about this mountain lion thing, my first question to them is like, well, where were you? There was... <laughs> Uh, four or five of us houndsmen there um in the middle of lion season and you're running on this track from reading a few articles that had a certain filter on what happened
0: yeah when you weren't even there, there. was some spins there was some um, spin put on it
1: yeah and yeah, a lot of i'm spins. not and i i mean i my heart i still remember the feeling i had when a game warden told me that my April season was closed. Cause I was excited. I, I, I was talking to him and mine actually got closed for a different reason the year before. Um, and he told me, I was like, yeah, I'm going to go out tomorrow. And he's like, no, you're not. It's April 2nd. And I'm like, well, what do you mean? <laughs> and and he told me and my heart just like hit the floor. I like remember. Right. So like, I, I understand and I understand losing the opportunity, But I don't understand getting all amped up when you don't know the background and you weren't involved in the first place. So, um, yeah, I just it is a rock and a hard place. I really get it. And hopefully this doesn't, you know, um, make us lose some lose some people. But. In a state like Colorado, with the commissioners, the way that they are appointed by the governor and his husband and how that runs the the opportunity argument just isn't there
0: mm-hmm. and
1: we need to we need to show up um and i think it's really as simple as that but yeah yeah so that that's just like mission happening in colorado there's <laughs> we haven't even touched on the ballot measure yet right. and that's that's well, the thing too is everybody was getting all amped up about this and you're like you're staring down the barrel of a, <laughs> of a much bigger subject. And um, my own little conspiracy theory about CPW is, there you're trying to show active management. So instead of the media getting all worked up that they were shutting, trying to shut things down, I think maybe that they were saying, "Hey, look, we're actively managing these lions." Right um we have an active hand in this we can pull things away we can add things in that's what we do we're cpw Hmm. and that wasn't the angle that the media well i think
0: that our opposition to the ballot initiatives took took that part yeah the commission meeting and tried to ignite their base saying look we're making headway we're getting part of the season shut down blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But you're thinking that it's CPW stepping up and saying, don't take this lion season away. We can manage this. We can, we can do it.
1: Yeah. And as hunters, it's like, look, CPW is actively managing their lions. They're not afraid to take things away from us, (laughs) you know, that aren't meeting their management goals, um, whether or not we like it. So um, they're actively managing this lion population they're starting an East slope management plan. That's going to, that plan hasn't been updated since 2004. So 20 years, they're going to update that. It gives them a platform to talk about lions to get more facts out there. I I think we can put a really positive spin on CPW actively managing their lion population. And sadly, that's just not what happened. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah. <laughs> um, and ahead
0: of this well I think one thing that we we've always tried to do with this podcast is when a guy or gal is out there riding around listening to our podcast give them tools to be able to talk about what we do and how we do it and why we do it and things like that and sitting around and bashing a biologist who he, he doesn't want to, he does not want to be involved in the political game any more than we want to be. He just wants to go out. He's like Seth. He just wants to go out and and <laughs> count rats and, and, yeah. you know, <laughs> measure toenails and take care of samples and, you know, put all his little stuff in his spreadsheet and build his databases and all that stuff. He doesn't want to be a part of the political game. It's not a conspiracy where, you know, we're, we're, it's just not. I mean, I've known too many biologists over mm-hmm. the years that their number one and only goal they're dedicated to is the wise management and sustainable management for a wildlife population. That's it.
1: Exactly. And um, we need to back them because of that, that they're doing their jobs. Um and I'll, I'll give you a link to, to the commission meeting and you can watch, I don't know if you've watched it yet, uh, Vera's presentation on mountain lions. It's very well done. It's mm-hmm. an awesome, awesome talk. And yeah, he had the commissioners um, as a captive audience and he was saying, you know, like exactly why our mountain lion management is so great in Colorado is because of Houndsman. So I'm not going to jump all over him. <laughs> I'm not saying right. that he's trying to take anything away and I Let's... had a conversations with him in the hallway, you know, like and he's like we can agree to disagree on things like April season, but um that stuff is going to be adaptive and they're managing the mountain lion population and we can have a say in it. So
0: Right. Right. And it just goes back to, you know, building that narrative and being able to I'm not gonna say just we shouldn't have to justify what we do. Uh, yeah, that's that's not a good choice of words, but being able to educate people and tell them why, you know, yeah, we've got to have a better answer than this is American, it's my freedom, and my <laughs> granddaddy did it, you know. Yeah, um, exactly. We've got to have a little more tools in our toolbox. And and Cody Lostro and- Cody Lostro's post about you know, showing that picture of that nursing female lion yeah you know that when a guy can can take a situation like that and then use that to show why houndsmen have that ability no other no other hunter has that ability to be able to make a call like that
1: well and I'll go a step further and say um and we have one commissioner bless her heart haskett on the board who um continuously does say that tradition and heritage are an important component of this and if you want to argue that point you can you can go to the commission it still goes back to the well where were you <laughs> you know um right. there was this awesome uh guy that got up and took his three minutes and that's it that he was very articulate and very kind to the commissioners and that's what he said he said, "My family has been hunting lions and bobcats for generations, and um, this is what's going on." Right. So he, uh, <laughs> yeah. So you can you can jump in and make that point as well. Right. Uh, it's not like you have to be scientific. Um,
0: you yeah. You don't have to have a biology degree. To, yeah. to sit there and be able to say, "Hey, when I'm lion hunting, I can walk up to a tree." Or if I'm trapping bobcats, you know, when I catch a bobcat, when we're talking about management plans and, and talking about harvest goals and different things like that, I walk up to a bobcat in a trap. Now I can say, okay, this is a, this is a nursing female. She needs to be, she needs to be turned loose. This is a a juvenile male, um, that that probably needs this is an adult male we can we can make those decisions like no other sporting group can and we've got to be able to talk about that in a way that um that that lends credibility to who we are and what we do rather than i chase lions because it's fun you know yeah
1: yeah exactly yeah and so that's yeah that's the commission so now like we need to kind of, you know, in our heads as houndsmen, that that is what it is, the April season in Colorado. We have a much bigger thing we're facing right now. Um, And if we haven't noticed, it's all our argument is science-based management, right? So that's the other end of this is like, I might've been a little bit more apt to jump on board for our April season and against CPW or whatever you want to call it. If we weren't looking down the barrel of a gun of our argument is science-based management, you know? Um, so we got to think about that too.
0: So, okay. I want to make, I'm kind of slow. I want to make sure that I'm getting (laughs) exactly what you're saying. So we can't come out and crucify CPW or shutting down a lion season because in April, because it had no scientific benefit and then convince voters that, Hey, we need to keep lion hunting on the landscape because it's science-based management.
1: You just hit it. Yeah. Okay. Right there. All right. Um, yeah, I, I'm not comfortable with saying both of those things at once. Uh, maybe some people mm-hmm. are. But I just right. I, I, <laughs> I I don't know. Maybe I'm too truthful. i maybe I'm not a good politician. I can't <laughs> say both, right? I can't I can't please both audiences by saying both right. things. Um well, that's,
0: that's why I wanted to talk to you about everything that's going on, Naomi, because you've during this this is a good segue to the ballot initiative stuff, I think, because you've talked me off the ledge a few times. Uh <laughs> when I call you and you know, I'm wanting to rant and rave about something. And you're like, I think maybe I'll look at it from this aspect. And then there's been times when you've (laughs) wanted to rant and rave and I said, Oh, maybe we ought to look at it. So.
1: Yeah.
0: I, I absolutely, I want to jump right into the ballot initiatives and I got to start this portion off by saying that this is not about us as houndsmen are we going to be directly affected absolutely we will be so i'm not telling anybody to to like turn it off turn off the podcast right now we're just (laughs) casualties of a bigger war and that war is there is a real war going on out there where uh the anti hunting crowd is trying to move hunting and the management of, of wildlife away from science based management you know it's 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 real it's going on it goes right with the rewilding initiative that was that's going through the un so we need to understand the landscape we got to understand the battlefield if we're going to be successful so will we be affected as houndsmen and lion hunters and yes, we will be. But this is just a skirmish in the bigger war.
1: Yeah. So. And like that, um, one of our alerts today for Sportsman's Alliance was the fur um sale ban that they're dealing with. I don't know if you saw that one yet. Uh they just had a bill come out um to ban the sale of fur, so yeah, that's in Denver, not,
0: Denver Metro, or is that a state? state This bill? is a
1: Washington one that just oh, Washington. Um, made, I'm sorry, yeah, Washington State. And but yes, there is a ballot measure in Denver, so Denver City Limits is looking at the same thing as sale, um, a fur ban sale. So,
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, you know, it's it's everywhere, <laughs> and um,
0: and while we were at ISE, there was this huge booth that had nothing but fur in it, man. <laughs> I mean, it was it was like a 40 foot long booth by 20 feet wide and just packed with all kinds of fur in it. And I, I was like, yes.
1: Yeah. And we'll, I mean, we'll see if they're able to do that next year because if that goes through in Denver, it's kind of a pretty likely chance that it will. Mm -hmm. Um, You won't be seeing that at IOC next year and things like the stock show, you know, how far is that going to go? Fly fishing equipment, um, they, they use for technically right. that would be on that. Um, so <laughs> there's, um, it's not, it's not just us as houndsmen, but it is the battle that we're facing right now. Um, so we can be, give it our all, you know? Right. Um, one thing that I thought was interesting, I just got, while we were preparing for this or while I was preparing for this is it looks like they are going to run with initiative 91 so um to gather signatures on Mm and so that is an interesting development we were worried about um, initiative 101 or even possibly a different one since they have till like the end of march Um, but it looks like they're going with initiative 91 they sent an email out to their supporters and their subscribers saying that they are so that they can start um, gathering signatures Just to remind everyone, I guess, 91 was the original and Mm -hmm. the one that we got the term trophy hunting actually taken out of. So that's good. Um, it doesn't say what you will see in the blue book in Colorado will not say trophy hunting on it. That's they could pull a complete switcheroo on us. <laughs> Honestly, <right>. they could. <laughs> but um, right now, it's looking like it will not say the words prohibit trophy hunting, which is good.
0: Um, that That is good for our cause. I, but like you said, pull the switcheroo. I don't, until it's printed on the ballot, then.
1: Well, yeah, and they're gathering signatures on it. And once okay. they gather signatures, if they gather signatures... <clears throat> They cannot change any word on um, that. They gathered signatures on. Right. So, yeah. So if you look at the title board right now, it is um, asking if there should be a prohibition on the hunting of doesn't say trophy. Good. So, um, <laughs> yeah,
0: it's important
1: <clears throat> to that it's not well, just like a grand win, you know, but uh, it is an interesting development.
0: I want to make sure, and this is the other reason we want to do this podcast. We can win. We can win this thing. I, I, I see comments coming out constantly on social media that Colorado's screwed, and and you know it's there's a few things here. For one thing. It's easy for us to sit back and say, ah, Colorado's a crazy state. They they lost a long time ago with uh, you know, the development of the front range and and all this stuff. They're just another California. But there's a I want to make this very clear. There's a reason why Colorado was chosen to push this kind of a, of a hunting ban through. Because they think they can win there. And and while they may think that the feedback that i got while i was in denver a few weeks ago it was very different i don't i think they're being overconfident about this thing i got to tell you this story about this uber driver that we had in denver in denver oh
1: did you chat with them about the upcoming ballishup oh, I, I talked i <laughs>
0: good i talked to waitresses i talked to uber drivers i talked to I talked to the so people at the Good. front the front desk at my hotel, and it was overwhelming. We all should. Good. It was overwhelmingly supportive of what we're trying to fight against. This, this, and I'm not trying to be stereotypical here at all, but we got picked up in a Subaru Forester, and it was uh, probably a mid tw- mid to late twenties young lady with orange hair and a nose ring. And uh she was wearing, I don't even know what kind of uh, uh knit cat hat she was wearing, but it, it looked kind of like progressive, you know? <laughs> so yeah <clears throat> um hippie type. And yeah was... so we're driving she yeah so we're driving down the road and she's she's hauling <laughs> us to the show and it's shorty. And me and Joe the neighbor. We were in the Subaru. And um <laughs> it was funny. She's like, So what are you guys in town for? We're going to the International <laughs> Sportsman's Expo. You're
1: like, and oh boy, here we, just, here we go. <laughs> here we go.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, you guys exhibitors there. Yeah, we're working with Coloradans for responsible wildlife management working in their booth. Oh well, what kind of things are do they do? And it's gotten into the ballot initiative. She goes, Well what is that balance? And the whole time, Joe, the neighbor's up front and he's just like, oh boy, here we go. You know,
1: like, why am I in front on this? Yeah. (laughs) Why am
0: I sitting in the front seat? But when we started talking to this young lady, she was like, she was like, well, yeah, you should keep wildlife science-based managed. That's ridiculous. You know, to think that you can just allow mountain lions to run around the countryside unchecked and no management on them at all. They're going to be in downtown Denver, you know? So, and that was the response I got from multiple people in Denver. So, you know, when I see people say, ah, we can't win this thing. I'm telling you right now, we can win it. I've never seen organization on a fight like I'm seeing right now for this. We've got industry leaders. We've got, uh, industry leaders both both merchant uh merchandise companies and and the remf and wild sheep and mule deer foundation and everybody coming together and we're 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 meeting our goals and we're not there yet we haven't met our goals we are on track to meet our goals to raise the money we need so stop shooting holes in the boat You know what app I use on my phone more than any other app besides the podcast app to listen to this here podcast? I use Onyx. Onyx Maps is the most comprehensive mapping system for hunters on the market today. I use it all the time. When I was in New Mexico, I was looking at 40,000 acres of ranch that I needed to learn. I flip open Onyx and just start studying studying the map when i'm riding trails i put the tracking app on it helps me get around in strange country i could mark water sources food sources bear sign just all kinds of options within onyx you need to check out onyx maps by going to houndsmanxp.com click on the link on our sponsor page you'll go right to onyx maps and when you check out Enter the code HXP20 and you will get 20% off of your order. Know where you stand with Onex. The Houndsman XP podcast only endorses products that we would use ourselves. And I do use Elite Nutrition supplements. Elite Nutrition offers supplements for your horses, your mules, your dogs, and even you. These all-natural products work with your dog's natural immune system and its normal natural body function, not to treat symptoms, but to fix problems. Stop pumping pharmaceutical toxins into yourself or your dogs and start using these all-natural products that work with the perfect system that God gave you. Go to tryeletenutrition.com and check out their products for wound care, prebiotic, probiotic, puppy stuff. It's all there. Parasite control. If you expect extreme performance, you need elite nutrition. Exactly. We're do this.
1: Yeah, I, I'm seeing a lot of that too. Um, or I'm seeing a lot of I guess not to be hypocritical because I said that we should have been in the conversation, you know, way back in April, if we wanted to keep or way back 10 years ago about our April season, but I'm seeing a lot of like, Oh, well, we should have done this 10 years ago, or we should have done that two years ago, or why isn't anybody doing this? And it's like, well, if you really want to do it, figure it out. (laughs) And and (laughs) until you get that figured out, um here's where you can support the efforts that are going on now um and just be helpful don't don't like you said be shooting holes in the boat and i'm a little grumpier than i usually am nowadays um you can probably tell <laughs> but, um <laughs>
0: you've got all <laughs> kinds of hormone of, stuff going on yeah, I'm and...
1: getting all like wavery and getting a little um Oh, should I say this? Should I say that? That's just not how my mouth is working right now. I'm sure uh, you talking to me today is a little different than um, our last podcast we did, but <laughs> yeah, it's. Um, well, it's there's nothing
0: to, wrong with being fired up, and I, that's really those,
1: yeah,
0: that's really what we need now. I mean, we need people to get fired up and not not fired up to you know, March in Denver right now, we need you to get fired up to find that person. Maybe you, maybe you're running the hunting lease on a private ranch from a millionaire that needs someplace to put some money this year. We need it. You know, maybe, maybe you're uh, a weekend or, you know, a, a houndsman that works for, you know, you're driving nails the rest of the year and you're guiding your outfitter needs to be ponying up um the the boss that you work for bend of nails he needs to be ponying up there's there's resources out there that haven't been tapped
1: and maybe you know you just have one of your sweatshirts a houndsman sweatshirt and you're free on the week of a commission meeting go (laughs) you you can show up that way too you don't have to say anything um but just get yourself familiar with the process and show up and be supportive. Um, And yeah, it it was really interesting um, sitting like literally across the aisle from their campaign manager. The cats aren't trophies campaign manager, you know, you get to put yourself in those situations and kind of learn a lot just from observing the room. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, So uh yeah there's a lot you can do um there's another thing that just came out which i mean i just got this (laughs) like while we were talking here yeah um got distracted for a second and colorado parks and wildlife went ahead and put a faq a fact sheet out on bobcats mountain lions and lynx so that to me shows that they're trying to show that they actively manage a species. Like, I think that's pretty cool. <laughs> so not to be all like pro state agency or whatever, but they just put a sheet out. I, I can flash it to you right now, but I'll, I'll give you a link
0: yeah, about how link they manage,
1: how they manage those three species.
0: Okay. So, so as a they're former, they're afraid. As a former government employee, a retired government employee working in wildlife management business, there were several things that would come out where we would be told that this is the way we're going. You know, CPW obviously has a gag order on them where they can't directly speak to 91. So when I see things like this come out, your frequently asked questions flyer come out, they're saying. We want people to be informed about lion, bobcat, and lynx management. And when the governor's office calls, they've got deniability and say, aren't we supposed to be educating the public? Aren't we supposed to be managing a wildlife species? How do you expect us to manage a wildlife species if the public is not informed about the wildlife species? You know, it's just a, it's a, uh, I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to say sub. well, yeah, we were kind of subversive in some of the things that we did, you know? And I'll
1: tell you, if you look back at that commission meeting, it's really interesting because they did, um, there was a couple people in these commissions trying to push them to do this. And the commission told CPW, you know, that's probably a good idea. Let's Let's put something out. And so they kind of put a rush on it. And one of the commissioners, however, though, he's like, well, maybe maybe before we put this out there and of course these words aren't verbatim it's kind of the vibe of what i got from him (laughs) but he was like maybe before we put it out there we should give these organizations a chance to look at it and make sure it's not tipping one way or the other to which our side Mm. said no how about we just put some facts out (laughs) and um the other commissioners thankfully agreed with that and um agreed that there is no reason to ask organizations uh for their input on a fact sheet about certain species so um this is another pretty good i think that's awesome
0: so it just came out while we were talking um you just i just got the link
1: (laughs) yeah (laughs) um and i actually did a quick search for it seeing if i could find it somewhere and i haven't found it anywhere yet but i it does have the cpw logo and everything on it right now so it's it's out there I just
0: have to find the right link
1: connections. Yeah. But um yeah. I'm
0: telling you, those those I'm not saying that agency heads and stuff like that are on board, but man, Seth Hall's a wildlife biologist, and that guy he's ate up with honey, you know. So when I see people say stuff like, you know, biologists or a bunch of tree huggers and and they want to shut all hunting down and all this stuff. Man, there is nothing farther from the truth. If if a wildlife and we should be this way too. If we truly want to stand up and say there ain't anybody that cares more about mountain lions than I do, then if the science shows that we shouldn't be turning hounds loose on mountain lions, then then we've got. I think we need to fall in line with that. You know, there's certain yeah. places that that can't sustain, can't sustain a harvest of the mountain lion florida take florida for instance Mm -hmm. you know the florida panther um the population is in peril there i mean it's it's in real jeopardy so do i think we ought to be able to go because i'm a houndsman go down there and run lions no i don't think we should be able to do that we should be working to create a population a sustainable population where someday um that's a possibility is and part of the management plan but but just or maybe use our
1: hounds for that research purpose, and right? they have
0: been they're Roy like, McBride yeah. and Shorty Shorty Gorham and Roy McBride worked down there for a, a few several years on the Florida Panther thing, and it was because cool. of houndsmen that they were able to to gather the data that they got to develop a management plan. So, yeah, exactly,
1: yeah. So yeah, there's some good things coming out. Um, I don't want to get you know when i talk to dan gates he's always he'll always be real quick to not take away my optimism but <laughs> maybe saying that in a better term uh don't get rose colored glasses just cuz a couple things rolled the the right way um right so, it's not
0: over till it's over exactly um, but the thing that we the reason the reason houseman xp has taken colorado and called it the battleground for Houndsman 2024 is because I can't state this enough. If our opposition is successful in Colorado, they have been able to, to get a game plan together to defeat us anywhere and, and defeat hunting anywhere. And, I don't care if you're sitting in Indiana, you know, I've been bragging about being American. Mm -hmm. I don't care if it's Utah or if it's Montana or Wyoming, Mm -hmm. man, look at the population dynamics in Cheyenne. Yeah. Google is building a Metroplex there. You know, there's all kinds of uh, Jackson,
1: Yellowstone, Jackson.
0: (laughs) Oh my gosh. You know, and You know, the Luke Worthingtons of the world living out there on his ranch, waiting for his wife to bring him beer in Copenhagen home from town, as much work (laughs) as he's doing out there for, for Wyoming houndsmen right now, there aren't enough Luke Worthingtons out there to stand up to an office building full of Google employees that moved in from California. Yeah. And and
1: I'll use them as an example when I'm talking to people, um, you know, like they're, they're doing great things, um, proactively right now up there. Um, and that's yeah, some place that we strive to be in the future. But right now, we gotta buckle down and look at what we're doing. And then after we get over this hurdle, we just gotta keep running. <laughs> I agree with that one hundred percent. Yeah, that'll be an interesting. Um,
0: this is a this is an opportunity for us, and I, this is yeah. why I'm so optimistic and so positive about what's going on. I have not seen activation of the hunting base like this on any other issue in my whole life you know if, if if we would have done this in california and oregon and washington and yeah i've already admitted i was asleep at the switch during those times but i was also as 20 years ago too so um and i didn't get to use an excuse
1: me. that i was probably i don't know sitting in Brit lit class or algebra or something. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> but, exactly. You know, yeah. but,
0: but those ships are sailing. There's got to be some point where we drive, the, drive our stake in the ground and we say, this is where, this is where we're, it's all going to stop right here. You know, we can't afford it. And I don't, I don't want anybody to be comfortable. How many times have you said during this podcast, this, just this recording, that we should have been there 10 years ago? We should have, what if we would have done this 10 years ago? Well, that's where Montana and Wyoming and Idaho and all these other places that are seeing these huge population explosions from the West coast. You guys that are in leadership there need to be thinking about this right now. It's it's, if you wait 10 years, it's too late.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I couldn't have said it better that's that's right and we gotta um i know it's overwhelming and i i feel bad sometimes because i'm lucky enough to keep up with all this stuff as a as a job right. <laughs> um, right. and I, i'll reach out to other people and be like hey just so you know this one on or this one on and they're like i can't keep up with it all and i'm like that's okay you just <laughs> keep up with what you can and um ask me what's going on. I'll send things out. You know, there's resources like the sportsman's Alliance um, newsletter. I've been sending those out and those will come up with everything that we're watching throughout the country. And there's ways that you can get like quick snippets of what's going on. And at least your ear will perk up and be like, yeah, I, I heard something about that when it's time to actually do something about it.
0: Yeah and i think that's where we get bogged down we think why well, can't do all of that i can't i you know i can't be and that's what i do too naomi i track this stuff and i produce a podcast but that's why i produce it so that
1: yeah know,
0: people out there don't have to do all this stuff you just tune mm-hmm. into this podcast and you can find out all we, all we need to do as individuals is do what we can you know and and there's a great there's a great uh, Bible lesson that goes with this in the book of Jeremiah. um, You know, Jeremiah talked about rebuilding the wall around Jerusalem. You know, the Babylonians had come in and laid waste to the whole land. And Jeremiah's instruction to the people was just go out and build the wall that's in front of your house. Just build that part of the wall. That's all I'm asking you to do. We don't have to worry about all, if we all do what we can. Yeah. We'll build this wall and we can do it, but sitting back and saying, oh, it's a lost cause and we'll never beat them. We'll never beat the antis. We're going to beat them." And I said it in a podcast a couple of weeks ago. I don't want to just win. I want to beat these people where, when they're sitting in their boardrooms on what's, what date is that election? November 5th,
1: I believe so. Yeah,
0: November 6th, they're sitting in their boardroom, (laughs) drinking their mushroom coffee. And, and, saying, holy cow, how did we lose that? How do we have to, and that way, when some Karen from Kalispell shows up and says, Hey, let's outlaw mountain lions. People are going to say, yeah, we tried that in Colorado and we spent a bunch of money and we lost our butts.
1: Yep. That's some more what I'm looking say, for. Yeah. <laughs> yep. yeah, exactly. That's, that's, I think what we all want to do. Um, and along with it comes some, it's not always going to be really straightforward. So getting the right information from the correct sources is really important too. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that's, and yeah, we covered that real good right. as well. Let's wrap much. it up by, you said <laughs> it,
0: the correct sources. People need to be going to save the hunt, Yep.
1: Current
0: updates there. Uh,
1: yeah
0: swift Colorado's for responsible wildlife management that's yep. their page yeah crwm mm-hmm. give a shout out to Hal.org. they're they're doing some you know they're releasing a lot of information on it robbie yep. kroger from blood origins is mm-hmm. releasing a lot of information sportsman's alliance um this podcast you know there's there's yes. tons of places where you can get the right information um don't be re- trying to get figured out from the Denver post or the Denver exactly. or wherever, <laughs> you know, yeah, that's all spin. So
1: yeah, there's, there's enough out of it. There's enough out there right now that that's really not an excuse to get all amped up over um, some headlines. We should all know better by now, really. Like how long have <laughs> we been saying that? Um no <laughs> No like doubt. just because they're about hunting and we know a little bit about hunting we still get spun up over the headlines. so it doesn't make sense to me right but um there is enough resources out there with good information the um, vaccine
0: is good for you yeah yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> that's what the headline will say right yeah. Um, yeah, so you sure. so sure. need to do your own research and figure out um a little bit more about that so um yeah sportsman's alliance there's like i said those weekly updates uh those will be good especially because right now we're spending like i'm putting out four to six alerts a day so if you just watch our website it's getting to the point where you have to hit that next page to figure out what even happened yesterday (laughs) right so that that uh weekly update is a good way to um keep up with some stuff that we can actually do things about like sending emails um to your legislature and keeping up on these ballot initiatives which are different in every state so
0: well naomi i appreciate your time you know you rep you wear so many hats and with the colorado predator hunters and trappers or is that right yep. trappers and predator hunters
1: <laughs> trappers and predator hunters association yeah yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah. you're you're involved with with crwm United Houndsman of Colorado. Your full time job is with Sportsman's Alliance, but you're yeah. always positive about this sort of stuff, and that's what I wanted to do, man. I wanted to have a let's go rah rah go team type podcast and and fire the base up and say, man, this can be done. It's winnable, and you're the right person to have on the podcast for that because you're always positive about stuff. Well, ho-
1: hopefully, I stayed with my positive nature this time instead of um going a little too raw rah but it's always good talking to you and i know we can go back and forth a lot and, and kind of figure things out and it's it's been good
0: yeah well naomi i'm gonna wrap this one up and um uh, probably the next time i talk to you there will be an addition to the hirsch family more than yeah. likely maybe not yeah. but Good luck with that. <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah thanks for having me on it's, it's you bet fun.
0: all right well thanks for tuning in everybody to this episode of the houndsman XP podcast like we said um you can support this fight in a lot of different ways the best way is to go to savethehuntcolorado.com that is crwm's website and make a donation right there on the website uh, another way that you can do that and i'm not telling you not to to uh you know pay your dues to uhc because they're working in this thing too um we just need to find however however you can get that money there right now i mean this is uh the phase of this fight that we're in is that fundraising phase and i can't stress enough how important that is we know that we're outmatched in the funding from the animal rights groups so that's why there's so much talk about money it's not that anybody's got their hands out it's that we're we're begging we really are we're like hey this has got to happen and it's going to take money to do it it's just the way the business works you can also go to houndsmanxp.com and buy one of these sweatshirts our Joiner die collection and we're donating the profits from that sweatshirt directly to crwm so That's going to wrap it up for this episode. Thanks for tuning in. This is Fair Chase.